Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I'd like to welcome you to the September 6th edition of the Bull Bear Banter. Today, I'm joined by Reese Drenth, one of our grain merchandisers here in the Ames office, and Reese is going to give us a market update. Thank you, Tom. Today, December corn closed down three and a quarter at 3.55 and a half, and November beans closed down three and three quarters cents at 8.57 and three quarters. On the week, December corn finished down 14 and a quarter cents. And November beans closed down 11 and a quarter cent on the week. Thanks for that, Reese. You know, we've kind of debated a little bit here before we started about the big story of the week. Uh, is that about China or is that about the weather forecast? And I think what we both decided was let's talk more about the weather forecast at this point in time. A warm and dry forecast, to be sure, for the next several days. No talk of frost anywhere in the Midwest that we've seen. And I think as long as that continues, you know, days like we're having the last few days, if those continue, we will uh, definitely be talking about potentially adding some yield to some of these uh, later planted soybeans. So I'm going to stick with that as our big story of the day and uh, we'll go on from there. So let's jump into some of the bull bear factors. On corn this week, we saw the December 19 corn hit a low of 356.5, which I think kind of surprised me when I looked back at a chart and said, oh my gosh, that really is the contract low. I kept that May 13th date in my mind for so long, but we've actually moved down below that May 13th date, which was the previous low, and that's when this rally that we saw started. So it's kind of interesting that we hit 356.5 on the DEES board. We've trended up a little from that uh, here by the end of the week, but um, just kind of wondering if maybe that's the bottom. So we'll, we'll hope it is, and maybe we've got a little upside here. With that said, farmer selling remains low. Um, Whether that's old crop or new crop, we're not seeing a whole lot of selling right now. And I think that kind of led to the third bullet point, I would say, on the bull side. We've got this old crop quick ship bid in a lot of the industry. We're certainly posting one at Landis. And uh, right now that's for contracted and delivered by September the 13th. So if you want to get some uh, of your old crop moved, we'd suggest you take advantage of that quick ship bid before it fades away. Now on to this week's bear factors in the corn market. First and foremost, the ethanol industry continues to be under pressure. Uh, They're experiencing very low margins right now. They've paid high basis levels for corn all year long, all summer long especially, and now they're continuing to do that, especially like you said, Tom, with those quick ship bids. They cannot get their DDGs exported out of the country to China like they have been. They can't get ethanol exported out of the country to China as well. So all of those factors are weighing on the ethanol industry as a whole. Another bear factor this week, crop conditions in corn uh, rose 1% nationally. And the 15-day weather forecast is looking warmer and drier as well. So it it seems a lot of this later planted corn has the potential to dry down in the field with it looking warmer here in the long term. And the frost risk because of that, people are not talking as much about there being early frost risk. Uh, They're kind of pushing that back later. So that should help the crop dry down and mature further as well, especially those later planted crops. Finally, we're seeing some estimates out of Illinois, some private estimates in yield in Iowa and Illinois. Those are looking better than expected as well, Um, especially focusing in on that Illinois crop. There was a lot of concern. A lot of it was planted later than normal. A lot of it was spotty. A lot of it wasn't looking as good. But now the numbers are coming in and these private estimates are looking a little better. And so I think that has the potential to weigh down the market as well. Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on there. So on the B 
soybean side as far as the bull factors. Right up there at the top is the one I hinted at earlier. The Chinese and the U.S. Uh, delegates have agreed to have some more talks on perhaps solving this trade dispute. Those talks are now slated to happen sometime in October. I think the skeptic in me says, okay, well, they've gone through this before and never really came to anything, but we'll see what, what happens there and we'll we'll hope for the best. You mentioned the crop ratings this week and on the bean side, that good to excellent rating did not improve at all this week, which I think some folks thought maybe we would with this warmer weather. But what we're seeing is that that pod setting and that pod fill just isn't really happening. So it's still a lot of concern about, you know, what do we do with this later planted bean crop? Does it yield anything worthwhile? Does it yield anything? Even though we're not having frost in the in the forecast, we're really not getting much more pod fill in those beans. So something to just keep an eye on. As far as bear factors in beans, I'm going to go right into pushback on your, your, your China bull factor. I think it's more of a bear factor at this point. You know, you can see a reaction in the bean market sometimes and definitely in the stock market whenever um, our commander in chief tweets out that, you know, China, we're going to get to the bargaining table. But in the commodity market anymore, a lot of action does not happen when there's talk of positive talks because that's all it is. It's just talks. There's been no execution on, on new crop sales. There's been no execution on old crop sales. I'm going to push back and say that China and the uncertainty with the trade war right now is, is more of a weighing on the market than it is helping it. On that note, demand is also lacking uh, significantly because, again, our biggest buyer of soybeans, uh, U.S. soybeans, does not want to come to the bargaining table and buy U.S. soybeans. And finally, you know, we've said it before, we still have a 1 billion bushel carry out of soybeans. That's the looming factor hanging over the market right now. It's, it's, to me, it's not going to let it really move up drastically like we'd like to see it. Okay, so uh, why does all this matter? We mentioned the December 19 perhaps hitting a, a low and we're bouncing off of that. We've been talking a lot here in the office about December of 20. So December corn for 2020 is right around four bucks. Um, maybe that's not something to get really excited about, but it's certainly a whole lot better than where we're at today on December 19. So we would just encourage you, you know, to look at that, maybe put some offers in at what equates to like a 410 futures level, whether that's a 360, 365 cash, whatever number you want to throw in there, but something to look at. If we do get any kind of a bounce here or a little bit of a rally here pre-harvest, we just encourage you to maybe take a look at selling some corn for next fall. Just think that's a wise thing to do. And then we mentioned this quick ship bid earlier, and I think you know the thing that sticks out to me is if you've got some old crop corn sitting in the elevator on price later, this might be a pricing opportunity. Yeah, it's not exactly what you were hoping for when you stuck it on price later, but if we get this little bit of a bounce and we still have this anywhere from 12 to 15 cent premium for old crop, that might be the time to take advantage of that and get some of that price later off your books and sold before we get rolled into those new crop values for price later. With that, uh, we'll, we'll kind of look here into our crystal ball with what to watch for. First up next week, a WASDI report will be released Thursday the 12th. Normally, this WASDI is not a big market mover. Um, it's kind of just shoring up what we already know, essentially. It might have the potential to be a little bit of a market mover this year just because of how uncertain the industry is about the USDA numbers, just because of how many questions there are still about the USDA numbers that have come out here this summer. I would kind of push back on that as well. Since the last WASDI report was released in early August, the USDA has 
has continued to bring their acres numbers up over time closer to that NAS estimate that was very large and took the market down quite a bit in early August. I don't see the USDA changing their numbers a whole lot. If anything, I might say it gets a little worse. It gets a little bigger in the acres numbers. So uh, keep that in mind. I don't think it has as much of a potential to be a market mover this year. So along with that, Reese, I think what I would encourage people to do is if you think there's going to be a little bounce or maybe you disagree with Reese, we would encourage you to get some offers in ahead of that next week WASDE report just in case we do have a little bit of bounce. Maybe it's the bounce before the WASDE report is actually issued that we'll see instead of after like we've seen in the past. So either way, we'd encourage you to get some offers in. Absolutely, absolutely. And finally, what we think uh, should watch for here coming up is, you know, it's impossible to predict the weather. This forecast has turned warmer. It was cooler a week ago. You know, it could come back and the next 10 to 15 day forecast become cooler with a higher increase of a frost risk as well. That is a potential to move the market and create crop concerns as well. So keep the weather in mind. It's impossible to predict and it might turn around just as easily as it turned the other way here this week. Well, Reese, I want to thank you for filling in for Cheyenne this week. Uh, You know, in conclusion, we just want to thank all of you for listening. As we continue to say, bulls make money, bears make money, and pigs just go to market. So let's make sure we're doing the right thing on our grain marketing uh, plans out there. Have a plan, stick to it, and make sure you're taking advantage of those opportunities when they pop up. And we will talk to you again next week. Thanks. Mm